Hey, this is Captain Lee, and you're listening to the Andertons Podcast. Uh, welcome to Anderson's TV. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. And today, my special guest is Mike Dawes, acoustic virtuoso, guitar virtuoso even. Um, kind of probably better known for playing that style, that more percussive style of I acoustic suppose so. guitar. Yeah, man. Um, and I thought, you know, Mike was around and we thought we'd have a chat today. I don't know how familiar you guys will be with Mike, but hopefully by the end of this video you'll be more familiar and interested in what he's doing. But, so, tell us... Awesome, man. Um, I know we've known each other a little bit for a while now. Yeah, that's, you know, that's funny. YouTube it's, like, it's like Captain Meets, but I've known you for, a few, for many <laughs> years, actually. Man. So it's tell great. people a little bit about how you, uh, you know, how you got into the guitar and... Um, you know, perhaps we'll talk over, uh, over a little while about, you know, how you've developed this sort of technique yeah, that you've become known for. Yeah, well, I actually grew up around this area. We're in Guildford right now, Anderson's HQ, and I, I grew up around here. And I actually bought a lot of gear back in the day from you guys, before YouTube was even a thing, back in the ancient, the dark times. Did anything exist Exactly, who YouTube? knows? <laughs> who even knows, man? But um, I was always into playing electric guitar, you know, so playing your friggin' your rock and roll stuff, you know, on a Les Paul and... I think I bought a Jackson Kelly from you guys. Of course you did. Years ago. Absolutely. The only place, man. <laughs> the only and, one we uh, ever sold. <laughs> probably, yes, that was me. Um, sorry, guys. Um, yeah, man. And, and, but, but over the years, I sort of had this split personality where I was, I was, I was learning sort of Guns N' Roses and, and Iron Maiden. I mean, look at me. I look like a metal dude or whatever, right, from the 80s. Um, but uh, at home, I was being introduced to fingerstyle guitar, which is essentially steel string acoustic guitar played with your fingers, you might be able to see I have sort of finger nails on one hand, which is kind of very functional for guitar playing, but really socially awkward when you're trying to pay for something at a bar or something, <laughs> shake someone's hand. Um, so at home, I, uh, you know, at home I'd be learning all these... Inspired by what? Because, you know, as you say, you... you, you... You know, you, you've uh, been inspired to learn the guitar by some very conventional, yeah. high-profile yeah. guitar players, you know, Slash, you know, Marty Friedman. I don't know why you got the Kelly, whether he was a big influence or whatever. <laughs> Actually not, but, but you know, but I've had a few Megadeth albums back in the day. That kind of vibe. But, you know, I mean, it's quite... I mean, I certainly, you know, I definitely... You know, you're, you're not normally, as a young person, exposed to this kind exactly. of music unless well, you've what, got a parent with Yeah, well, what sort of happened or... was, yeah, so the, the, the basic fingerstyle stuff, so sort of finger-picking, playing your little Celtic ballads and things like that, I was learning at home uh, because my godfather was the des designed these tab books for a guitar player called Pierre okay. Van Susan, who's sort of one of the, the kings of, like, fingerstyle guitar. He's the master of dad-gad tuning, uh, which is what I'm in right now, actually, D-A-D-G-A-D. Um, but then I guess over time, these styles combined. So I had like the metal thing and then the fingerstyle thing, they combined. And I discovered a player who actually used to live and work in the Guildford area, Eric Roche at the ACM, the late great Eric Roche. Rest in Roche. peace, yeah. Exactly, man. So I was kind of drawn uh, into the idea of using more of the guitar's body. You know, you can get the, the sides of the guitar for percussion and things. And... Was... So was Eric... Did you study under Eric? I didn't, but right. a lot of my friends did. 
um, you know, Newton Faulkner, yeah. obviously, who was actually one of Eric Roche's students. And um, yeah, man, it, I, I guess when YouTube did happen, there was a Live at the Electric Theatre DVD that came out uh, of Eric's uh, on there. And I, I was blown away by his mm. style. That little extract I just played is from a song of mine called Boogie Shred, which someone in Guildford named at a pub. They just yelled it out, and that's what the name of the song is. And that was super inspired by Eric's playing from seeing that on YouTube. So I guess the Eric thing, the, the fingerstyle thing, and the metal thing all mm. came together. And that's kind of what I've been doing um, but, ever since. But even that, though, how did you... Because pre... I mean, Eric, I, you know, I met a few times. He talked at, at ACM nice. for a while um, and sadly, you know, passed away way too young. Mm. Um, but really pre, I want to say completely pre-YouTube, if it's not complete, it was certainly early YouTube. So it wasn't like, yeah. I think if he'd have been alive today, he'd have been the guy that had the 10 million hits on YouTube oh, for, for sure. doing some for sure. crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, Eric was... Eric was, was, I guess, the hipster of the guitar. Yeah, so doing how, it before it was cool. But, but for sure. I still don't know. How, did you just see him at a gig by accident? No, not just, at all. I mean, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear his music until after he passed away, uh, and it was someone uploading his stuff onto YouTube. That uh, is how I discovered him. My friend just said, "Hey, right. check this guy out. He used to live in Guildford." No way, man. I think because it was, he 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 was from here. It sort of seemed more real and more achievable, you know. So I started playing this stuff. I actually started playing on my lap like this, and I'd. Mm -hmm. Hit all the open mic nights playing like Celine Dion covers. <laughs> Just like this, sort of arpeggiating and tapping like this, exactly. Jack, hold on. We can do it. <laughs> so I sort of did this at open mic nights around Guildford for like a year, man. Just doing this, and everyone was saying, oh man, you, you, you sound like Eric Roche, that's sick, you know. And, but I couldn't afford an acoustic guitar, so I, I, I did this on a Les Paul. Right. Yeah, and sold little homemade demo CDs for like a year for a pound. Eventually saved enough money to buy a tailor, bought a tailor, and went upright, and the rest is history, really. So it's really been a kind of from the ground up kind of yeah. grind. And, and, and it, yeah, and ever since 20, 2013, I've been. Um, Touring 11 months of the year all over the world, every continent, you know, uh, in all kinds of capacities, just playing, playing my guitar music. And I just yesterday finished a, a headline UK tour, which was a lot of fun. And off to Europe, off to Luxembourg tomorrow. So, ah, the titans Luxembourg. of Luxembourg. Never been, um, looking forward to it. No, I've, I've never <laughs> been there. I don't know. Is it famous for, for, it's famous for being small and having some, presumably, head of EU off now it's Brussels isn't it I have What's no idea but I'll go there and I'll let you know tell me yeah, I'll send let me a postcard know. I'll let you know man looking forward to it Rock um, Hall in Luxembourg yeah but so presumably we were talking a little bit over lunch about how you don't do a lot on YouTube hmm. um, yet I'm known for doing a lot on YouTube I was about to say but, but isn't that kind of how everybody knows who it you is. are yeah it's bizarre so I mean back in 20. 13, or 2012, I released my first ever video, which was um, a song called Somebody That I Used To Know. You might know it as, if you're from England, bar, bar, black sheep, have you end, me, wool. Same, same melody, right? But I did it on guitar, so I would layer the, the bass, the guitar chords, you know, like this, and then add the drums on the top, like this, so you get all the different parts going, and then the melody on top of that as well, coming in. Remember that song? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that video's had like a billion views. Yeah, yeah, and that was my first video, and, and it kind of took off, and then all of a sudden all these all these emails came through like, hey, Mike, we want to book you to come and play in Lebanon, in, in China, in, in Lapland, wherever. But I only Le had that Lebanon one song. Lebanon is not in China. It's just the way Mike yes, said it. Yes, exactly, yes. We do I, know that. Um, <laughs> Lebanon, Missouri, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I sort of wanted to say yes to all these offers, but I didn't have any other songs because that was just my first song, really, um, as a soloist at that point in my life. So what I did was was sort of say, yes, I'll come to these places and tour, but I'm going to finish my album first. So I gave myself a deadline of one year. And in that year, I not only was I writing and recording my first album, but I taught myself how to kind of handle bookings and visas and flights and stuff. So I kind of taught myself through force by having a deadline of how to like self-manage and be your own boss and be an independent musician in, in 20, at the time, 2012, 2013, which is when the kind of labels were sort of coming down and the independent artists were coming up. So it was sort of through that viral video that I had to force myself to teach myself how to do it. And that's what I've been doing ever since. The, the, the album came out on, I think, April the 9th, 2013, and then April the 13th, 2013 was the first gig in Germany, and I've basically been on tour ever since. Um, and I'll, I'll put out maybe two or three videos a year. Um, I just released my second record, uh, Era. And um, so yeah, a lot of people will discover me on YouTube 
through a relatively small collection of videos, but then uh, I guess I'm I'm known in the scene to just be touring a lot because that's yeah. become my life. I live in hotels and at airports, basically just traveling around. I the style that you've um, developed obviously requires uh, it's very intricate. You know, lots and lots mm. of um, hammer-on style techniques to try you know to ring the notes out. So I'm guessing the the guitar that you uh, need to have can't be like a enormous sounding you well, know it, uh, d28 kind of you know what it can for sure can it's it? yeah any off the shelf acoustic guitar you can play this i mean this, having a low action helps because if you're doing yeah. a lot of hammer ons and things like that you know uh, you know it, you've got to have some kind of but the, and these are What's because they're not phosphor strings, are they? Are they, are they a heavy electric set, or is nope. that this is Dario nickel bronze? Stri nickel bronze, yep, nickel bronze. It's a, a new thing they've come out with, and uh, it's basically a set of lights, but right, um, okay. but so 12 to, to you know, whatever. But I, I have uh, slightly thicker strings on these outside strings, the, the E, the B, and the, the E. Standard tuning would be like this because I'm tuned down uh, a tone on those strings, so that's a 13, 17. 24, 32, 42, and 56. Okay. So normal strings, normal yeah, guitar. Normal yeah. guitar. Anything well, that I'm doing, you can do on any off the shelf guitar, but this particular guitar that I have is engineered to give you that extra clarity yeah. and that extra oomph. Now, just for worried parents watching this video, Mike has a brand of guitar which is a perfectly common surname totally in Germany. Normal. Totally legit. Slightly more awkward to say in the UK and the US. So anyway, I will leave you to go and find out. It's really easy to find out what brand of guitar Mike Dawes plays. You can just type that into Google, it'll come up. We're not gonna say it for because. So but, but it's but a cool it, guitar. It's, it's pronounced Kunz. Well, I know how it's pronounced, but it's <laughs> completely not cool to say that on camera, you know, when you've got 10 year old people watching this. Okay. But anyway. Copy that. So anyway. Andreas makes great guitars. <laughs> And this but, is my signature one. But I was going to say, now, I had a little strum on this before, and I commented just how quiet I thought it was acoustically. Acoustically, yeah. Um, Rel relatively. I mean, I'm a very quiet player as well. Um, but um, but tell us a little bit structurally about, sure. about the guitar and what, it, what you asked uh, Andreas to do to, to, to make this you know, fit for your style. Sure thing. Well, this is my signature guitar by Andreas that you can Google online um, and uh, it's available at all sort of I guess on online retailers and things like this but um, one of the things we did is we reinforced the top a little bit here because I do a lot of a lot of percussion uh, and in order to do that uh, all over the world live where sometimes you just really want to wail on the guitar or you get caught up in a moment live mm -hmm. where you're just really getting into it um, we put a little bit more reinforcement so it's a little uh, I guess the top vibrates a little less, which means you get a quieter acoustic tone. Um, this guitar I've had made to sort of be, to sound, uh, it's, it's been designed to sound absolutely massive when you're plugged in. And yeah. we actually have four different pickups in this guitar. Right, so it's, it's very much aimed at, uh, as a, an, a, a, an amplified sort of device. But it sounds great sitting in here. Admittedly, we, I am hearing uh, some foldback of what you're it's hearing. a huge sounding so, guitar. So we're getting some big sounds, but I did notice. I mean, obviously, if, you know, if you're not familiar with it, with acoustic manufacturing, you know that there is this um, fine line that the manufacturer is trying to achieve between allowing this piece of wood here, the top, to resonate as much as possible, mm. but making it structurally uh, stable enough, strong enough, strong to, German to bear. I, I, I vaguely remember seeing somewhere that the weight of a set of strings tuned to pitch is the equivalent of hanging 11 pounds worth of weight off of the, <laughs> off of the bridge. So um, it's important, and of course, if you brace it too hard, like I know if you, if you try some of those early um, uh, acoustic guitars from the sort of 1920s uh, with the um, lateral bracing, so it literally just goes, it's before X bracing, just goes right from top to bottom, you can really hear the rigidity of the top. Mm. Just, doesn't have that big natural sound that an X brace. Well, you know has. what? Yeah, for live performance mm -hmm. in, in 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 halls and in theatres, um, I'm treating this like an electric guitar almost. You know, it's designed to be very controlled live. Mm -hmm. If you have a big 
bodied, very, very loose topped guitar that projects a lot acoustically, sometimes it's quite hard to control a lot of that mm. live because you can run into feedback issues, a lot of yeah. boominess, you know. So this is almost a tight, I mean, I had it designed quite thin as well. It's got quite a thin body relatively in the neck. Mm. I don't know if you can, you can see or you felt, it's almost like an electric guitar yeah. neck. And even the string spacing, I mean, this is like 44 mil, we've got 55 mil, it's more in line with mm. uh, an off the shelf sort of semi, I suppose, rather than traditional fingerstyle guitar yeah. spacing, which it's is a little bit wider. It's super comfy to play. It's so I mean, the, the action's crazy low. It's, it's freaking awesome, but it's still, still achievable to get these harmonics. You've got, a, again, you've, got a, you've gone for a, a timber construction that's mm. almost classical, you know, almost flamenco yeah. in the sort of rosewood. Indian rosewood, kind of com yeah. Combination. Uh, it's, it's spruce, actually. Six is it spruce? spruce? Yeah, but it's, uh, it's got a nice bear claw on it. It's 38-year-old spruce, thought that yeah. was I thought that was cedar. 38-year-old Sitka spruce, we've got Indian rosewood, we've got the, uh, back, the quilted maple. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great, man. And this little thing I get asked a lot about. Um, is that an aftermarket thing or is that part of the... This is something which is available on my signature model as an add-on. Right. Um, and this is something that um, actually uh, another guitar maker, Nick Benjamin... Is it your washboard for when you're it's doing... It's basically, sort of, yeah, you know, it's my little... When I'm cleaning ding, 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 ding. <laughs> It's great, man, you can, you know... That's a great idea, I'm gonna copy, I'm gonna paint that. It's just a little, a little text great. you can add into things, you know. And what, you know, when you're when you're playing that kind of passive technique, um, are there kind of hot spots on the guitar that you know give a certain yeah, passive Yeah, you learn sound, all so. of that. And, and you know, each guitar is a little different in that respect. But I mean, typically, if you look at the percussion side of things, you have two kind of kick drums. I guess a lot of the people watching might mm -hmm. be drummers, or they might mm -hmm. at least know how a drum kit functions. You know, uh, you know, in a Western kind of beat, you say you've got your kick drum on your one and the three. Mm -hmm. That's a good kick drum, yeah. this is a good kick drum. That's pretty much all I'll use on the guitar, you know. Down uh, up here, rather, is a lot bigger sounding yeah, because I've got a separate pickup right. under here. A lot bassier, that, that Exactly, slap, man. Isn't it? That's that pickup coming through. Yeah. Uh, snare drums, I mean, the sides, you know, we can even get a nice big one there, so get a nice beat doing that, some hi-hats. You know, you can start messing around. Get your own little drum beats, and when you can start with something, something simple, I suppose, you can build it up, mess with ideas, shuffle, you know, and then you can add in notes. And you're a whole band, man. It's, awesome. it's, it's so fun, especially because it feels like a modern electric guitar, which appeals to me in yeah. my teenage Guns N' Roses upbringing. But you can, you can beat the crap out of it, man, and play some really, do really you, cool do stuff. Do you, uh, I'm talking about the amount of sort of wear and tear this gets, do you go through guitars or, or no, is that? No, actually, is, surprisingly so not. Yeah, because I, I actually hit really lightly. It's important yeah. in this style as well. And I've actually had this conversation with a lot of other modern fingerstyle players. Um, you know, they're like, oh, I keep hitting the guitar so hard it goes out of tune. It's like, well, don't hit it that hard then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can see how hard I'm, 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 hit, I'm hitting it there. Not at all, you know. Yeah. It's really uh, really quite simple. And, and, and most of the percussion that I'll do in, in an arrangement will be mostly just kicks and snares, you know. Just for atmosphere, you know. What's one of your gigs like? Is it very quiet and... People very appreciative of the music, or is I'd it like to think so. So, so <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I get that. It's like, is it yeah. almost like a, you know, nice to just sort of zen out and just yeah, man. Of... It's um so typically my shows will be a sit down audience in a in a small theater or something like that, or or, or bigger if I'm I'm opening for for a larger act or something, and um it's it's pin drop silence and and then you know rowdy applause. But I have this thing where I I the rock thing in me yeah. wants the audience to go crazy so I, I'll always get them clapping along I'll get them singing along I'll get them participating in some way so yeah. every song has a throw thing. an Ed Sheeran Dude, number in there I mean, just <laughs> yeah just, just to catch just to get Dude, I'll throw in a bit of smoke <laughs> I'll throw in a bit of smoke on the water or something but Someone once told me, a friend of mine, um, that you know, in an instrumental music show, it, it's it's good to try and appeal to the the non guitarists, mm. you know, people who have been brought along by their guitarist friends. You know, it, it's not a nerdy guitar show; it's an entertaining show, yeah. and it's funny. You know, there'll be. I, I like the idea of every song having a thing. You know, every song has a thing. So this will be the the crazy, you know, fast grab your attention thing. This will be the funny song. This will be the cover that you know. This will be the song that make you cry because it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. This will be the song where I start playing with 
with pedals, you know, just keep it varied, you know, and, and, and every show's, show's different. I even have one song where I do a whole light show with the lighting guy and we have a whole thing where the audience will get their phone lights out and it's, it's an interactive oh, show, you know, it's, it's, you know, I've been doing this for, for five years now all over the world and, and, and so far uh, people seem to dig it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's so, not sort of sit down and, you know, it's more stand up, rock out, have fun, which win is, machine. Which is cool. And I'm, and I'm loving your, you know, not only obviously have you taken up um, a different kind of approach. Well, no, what's the right word? Yeah, I, you know, a, 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 a different approach to playing the acoustic guitar. It's not, you know, it's not just all traditional finger style picking. Mm, yeah. You're, you're really making the most of <laughs> effects as well. Yeah, with um, my glory board here. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have a look at, um, I don't know if you're, familiar with um with this very very uh lesser known pedal board builder from barnsley called uh, shiteboards.com uh but that's uh, yeah, mike is exclusively endorsed by by them yep, i'm the only the only here. endorser uh, so you is, know what's this really is funny. real barnsley cardboard oh uh, yeah I think, that's, isn't it? that's Used it's plywood real that, barnsley that, plywood painted black that must be yeah. an optional extra it's great man and i uh, got the pink gaffer tape on there you know, the pink output cables, because I've played in China, and in China, you know, not always, the sound engineer doesn't always speak English, so yeah. it's good to just have it as simple as possible, like pink equals out, good, oh, you I know? See. Everything's functional, man, for sure. Wow. Um, now, what's really interesting is <laughs> these boards, as, as much as it might be, oh, look, his boards look so shit, because they do. <laughs> and, and whenever I do, like, gear rig rundown videos before a show, you know, they'll be like, mm, Mike, great, yeah. Can you make it look less shit <laughs> before we film? But everything is functional. Oh, so these boards, these two boards I've got, come apart and they stack on top of each other in my suitcase. You know, like I said, I tour all the time. I have a suitcase and a guitar and that's it. So I don't need a, a, another case for my pedal board, and a heavy case that's going to charge you 50 quid every time you take the, a flight. You know, I, I everything's the... practical and... You watch the little back pedal show guys, and their their kind of their darling pedal board maker is a, a again a, I think he's German, or if he's not German, he's got a big German name, Oscar Schmidt. Nice. And and people are spending like fifteen hundred bucks Absolutely. just on the board, Dude. with no pedals on it. It's just like ah, oh, it's but anyway, plywood. It's light and it's sturdy, right? And, and 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 by the way, this has been my setup for about three years now. And I don't just play solo shows; I also play with Justin Hayward of the Moody Blues, and we do you know, big shows all over the place. And I, I've been on the bill doing some pretty huge shows and all, everyone else has these huge, you know, I just opened for, for ELO basically, uh, you know, uh, on, on, in this, this nice. sort of theater in the Caribbean Sea, which is, and they all had this glory gear and everything. And I rock out with my plywood, plywood boards and everything. And, and, and it was just a killer show, man. And everything's functional, everything works. You don't need a super expensive pedal board if you're always or, flying, it, it's go. impractical. So, Shall I walk you through it? Yeah, let's walk us through it and, and give us an idea of what each of the individual nice. pedals... Well, we start with the guitar because using. the guitar, as I said, has four pickups, right? Yeah. So uh, you don't need four pickups to, to play this style, but um, what I have helps. So we have a Dimasio Black Angel under saddle, mm -hmm. uh, which is a really great pickup from Dimasio, who you know is, you know, the, the metal shred pickups, yeah. you know, I mean... Satriani but, and Steve exactly. Bain, all they those have, They have all the dudes, all the heavyweights, but... I'm very lucky because Larry reached out to me a few years ago and I'm their first sort of acoustic artist. Uh, so we've been working on some stuff together. So we've got a Damasio uh, Piezo there, uh, twinned with this pickup, which I co-designed with Larry Damasio and Nick Benjamin, who's another guitar maker from the UK. Yeah. And this is a passive magnetic pickup called the Black Angel uh, Magnetic uh, with a phase switch built into it. So you can invert the phase of the pickup to give yourself the biggest sound. Uh, we also have a microphone inside because without the microphone, you know, yeah, we get don't get, that. don't get that much, but with, I mean, we can hear here it mm -hmm. makes a huge difference to the percussion. And then, like I mentioned, another little Dimasio transducer. Oh. oh, we do have one. Where did that come from? Uh, I don't even know if Anderton's is stocking these yet, but I guess perhaps we should. But there we are. If, Absolutely. If we do, I shall put a link in the description below. That's the one, below. man. And you and you designed this. Yep, co-designed it with Larry Dimasio and Nick Benjamin, the Black Angel Magnetic. So is that because in your like at night time you dress up as a superhero? I do. And you That's are the Black Angel. Don't, don't. But yeah, so. this is the Black Angel pickup, and one of the cool things about it is the uh, modelled by Lee Anderton is the the phase switch. Uh, which essentially inverts the phase of the pickup. So um, what that means is for any audio nerds out there will understand, but um, if you have multiple pickups, mm -hmm. you know, they can be out of phase with one another and, and you can actually get a less fat sound or, or a degraded sound. So what this little switch does is it, it maximizes the potential of using this with any other pickup in your guitar. I so see. if you have this twinned with any other pickup, it will sound 
as huge as it can possibly sound, depending on where the switch is. Without getting too technical, if you are installing this into something where there is another pickup, is it just a question of kind of wiring it to the existing jack Super easy, socket? man. That's passive, so it doesn't even need another battery. Yeah. So it's super easy. So yeah, and you can wire it into a stereo socket and have it coming out of the same socket as another pickup. So you don't even need to drill another hole. It's super awesome. easy. And um, and yeah, it's, it's amazing. Larry DiMarzio is just a king of tone, man. He really knows his stuff. So that's, um, yeah, we went through a few pro prototypes, but that's the final version. And it's awesome. I've been using it for a few years now and um, taking it everywhere. It sounds good in here, man. It's so, sick, And man. people traditionally, I think, ma magnetic pickups have kind of had a bad name really, yep, haven't they? Exactly. People just go, oh, it'll, it's just, it it's sounds just sound a little, like an electric yep, guitar. But and... that's why we blend it with a piezo. Yeah. And that's how you get that nice warm sound. And also, we'll get to another reason I have the magnetic, because if you think of this as an electric guitar pickup, mm -hmm. any effect that you would put on an electric guitar, if you route that through the, sig the signal from the magnetic mm. pickup, you can get... distortions and things. Now that is only getting a signal from the, the magnetic pickup. If that was on the piezo, it would sound horrible. But Can because you... it's on the magnetic... You, the, the little run you played before that sounded just like the beginning to that uh, Robin Hood theme tune that Clanad did. In the, and it took me right back to my 80s childhood. You must know Robin the Hooded Man. <laughs> you must know that. Isn't he the Black Angel? Well, <laughs> he's the modern day Robin Hood. I, 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 heard, he? a, I heard a rumour. Oh, I mean, I, I was so hoping you were going to go, what, you mean this one? And you were going to play it, and I was going to relive a little bit. It's okay, we'll do it childhood. in the edit. We'll do it in the edit. It was. No he was, problem. He was like, um, I'm sure like the, he was like Sean Connery's son, wasn't he, Jason? Someone help me out here who's Dig as the old hole, as I am. No one knows no one what you're know, talking no about. No one's as old as I am. Lee, Lee, if you know what Lee's talking about, leave it in the comments Robin, so he can read the comments later Robin, and feel better about himself. The hooded one. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Well, basically, these signals come out through this sexy DiMarzio cable that they made me, uh, where it's taking the signal of the How four many? pickups. Yeah, this was a Y cable and a mono cable wow. all tied together, right? So that goes into this mixer. Yeah. Uh, and it essentially EQs the pickups there. Yeah. And then we have different effects coming out from different pickups. Like I said, the, dis the, the distortion, which is actually an amp simulator pedal mm -hmm. with the gain turned up, geek over, um, that's linked to this volume pedal. So when I play a chord, I can fade in the distortion, yep. which is very expressive when you're playing an acoustic show solo or you want to do any of that geeky Eddie Van Halen stuff. Does it, I mean, I know, I know you've got a Joyo distortion, which is yep. a, you know, super, super affordable. Yeah, uh, really. does, it, does it kind of work with any distortion pedal or do you find that no. you have to look for a certain voice That's pedal? why I got this one. Um, right. And it's not the voicing, it's the fact that distortion pedals and overdrive pedals, you want an amp, you need a speaker, you mm -hmm. need something to give it that. If you, if you go straight into a PA from, say, an off-the-shelf distortion or overdrive pedal, right. it, it doesn't sound as sick. Now, this emulates the speaker. So you've got cabinet It's an amp simulator, right, and okay. they're so cheap because yeah. no one needs them because everyone has amps, Yeah. right? Now, the beauty of this, this portable setup that I have, relatively portable, yeah. you know, I go straight into the PA at my show, so I don't need an acoustic amp or anything. Yeah. This emulates it, so it gives you that sick sound. And also, it's blended with the dry sound of the piezo, yeah. so it's not just the distorted note, you get the clean yeah. sound as well. Yeah. Same with this, I've got an octave, you know, here. I love octave pedals. And it's the That's amazing. Yeah, man. It's it sounds the, like a cello or like a double bass. In fact, it's, it's sick. huge. It's a huge sound, but the mm. cool thing about this pedal, because it's the, uh, this might pop, because the cable's popped out. There we go. Um, the cool thing about this pedal, the OC3, which I believe you have Yeah, I love here, these. Yep. They're the only octave pedal that I've found that has a filter knob and a polyphonic mode. What that means is I've set this up through the simple Boss stomp box. Great stuff. It has no sound on the top strings, only octave on the bottom string. Clever. So you can self-accompany. Didn't even know you could do that yeah, on that pedal. Yeah, exactly. So you can self-accompany, but the melody is... Untouched. I love the way that it, that the attack on the bass note slightly fades in and it's almost got that bowed. It's, it's a beautiful, but again, the octave pedal is only getting a sound from the magnetic yeah. because you yeah. only want the string. So, this is another reason why I love magnetic pickups in acoustic guitars, because you can play with the effects, man. You can yeah. play with the effects and it, you yeah. have a lot of fun. This guy's fun. Have yes. you seen this? Yeah. This is a wah-wah by Z-Vex. It's magic.
This is like it's like a theremin. It's like a sensor. Yeah, it's like the proximity of your exactly, foot exactly. Than... And the reason I like mm. that for acoustic guitar, because I've, you know this might look like chaos, but there's actually a lot of thoughts gone into it, right? I like this for acoustic guitar because when you use any wah wah, when you click it on, so it's, it's got, max position. It's, it's, it's yeah. max, man. So yeah, you yeah, get yeah. that high sound. And if you're on yeah. stage like me playing solo, you don't want the audience to be taken out of the yeah. moment by hearing, you know, it doing yeah. that. This, I can actually leave this on because it's yeah. set, I, I can set it to be at a pretty neutral position. And then when I want wah wah, I just walk up to it I, and I, it adds the wah. Again, I'm, blended with the dry sound. So I'm it's not surprised. just super wet. Yeah, I'm surprised that more manufacturers haven't addressed that right. issue. I mean, I see, I know Rob Chapman had, I know he's still got it now, but for, he had like a pressure pad. Uh, it was like a, it was like a loop. Um, Right, like a loop thing on a pressure pad with his wah-wah on top of it, so that the same kind of thing, as soon as he took his foot off, the actual pressure pad just bypassed the wah and then he put his foot on and it would, and the wah would work again. Right. Uh, and again, I've seen ones where the, the on-off pedal is just on the side of the, you know, it's like a square base with a pedal. I think Morley did one. With right. It. And that, I agree. I mean, it's, it's probably not so bad the, when you're the, about to rip well, into the, your guitar Well, that's the thing, solo, man. That's the thing. Like, for, for me, it was like, these pedals are designed for dudes about to play the November yeah. Rain solo, you know what I mean? Like in, in a band yeah. and you know, that tonal change isn't really that much of an issue. But when you're on stage by yourself playing acoustic guitar, it really is. So yeah. I use this actually uh, for a cover of a song called Titanium by David Guetta, mm -hmm. where it's like an electronic dance music song, but I use it as a filter, like a kind of, you know, in electronic dance music, yeah. they, they, they do that sort of EQ sweeps. That's never what I to use any it electronic for. Well, you know, music. that kind of. So, I don't know what you mean. You know, everyone watching will know what I mean, but they won't know about your weird Robin Hood. You know, yeah. obsession. I'm too busy listening to Clanad's Robin Hood album. <laughs> I've never listened to David Guetta. Exactly. But that's by Zvex, and I've had that on my board since 2012, man. It's great. But then we go into the Strymon timeline, which is the holy grail of delay pedals, in my opinion. I don't work with Strymon at all. I just love this thing so yeah. much. You guys have this? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, I presume it's pretty popular, because why wouldn't it be? The cool thing about the timeline is it just has so many delay functions, that, that you know, so many parameters that you can adjust. I made this, this setting, I actually... Um, uh, made after watching a, a demo that Pete Thorne did mm -hmm. uh, of of this pedal, and I kind of pretty much copied most of his settings on this. It's a nice, nice shimmer. shimmer. But the yeah. cool thing about the timeline is, if you hold the button down, it fades into itself. dub stuff and, and I like the idea of because my, my whole show is so organic everything's coming from the fingers and everything has to be manipulated by my fingers I love the idea of being able to play with the feet as well and actually improvise those swells I was introduced to this by my buddy Petteri Sariola who's one of my favorite musicians in the world another fingerstyle guy who also plays Andreas his, um, acoustic guitars and um, do check his stuff out there's a lot of cool timeline stuff on his records as well now so you, we go from the, the timeline, which mm. is uh, one of the most expensive programmable delay pedals that you can buy. It's absolutely fabulous, and, and all the super pro guys it. use it. But then you've gone to like a super affordable reverb pedal. So yep. why didn't you decide to, you know, strymon it up on the reverb as well? Two reasons. Yep. Um, first of all, the setting that I have on this reverb, uh, the Hall of Fame, uh, the original Hall of Fame, yep. uh, is the mod setting. Uh, and and the, the parameters that I've found, to me, sound really good in a big theater playing solo acoustic music because you've got that little bit of chorus on it that little shimmer right, that you okay. get and, it, and to me it just fattens up the guitar mm -hmm. a little bit live especially when you're using the delay and stuff before which then goes through it and it, it, it treats these other effects with a little bit of interesting character even the distortion it because chorus is fatness really mm -hmm. chorus is essentially mimic making your guitar sound like a 12 string guitar to a certain extent you know mm -hmm. um and and i'm all about that so the other reason was I mean, in all honesty, it's practical board space. I mean, right. it sounds great and it fits. The Strymon wouldn't fit there. I mean, I'm sure I would love the Strymon reverb. Their delay is incredible quality, but I've been using this this TC Hall of Fame, and to me, honestly, it it does the job, and it's been so reliable as well. So I've 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you did want the, the, the biggest drum, um, shite boards do a, like a <laughs> pedal board pro thing, and right, it's like right, about yeah, this yeah. much bigger, and it's yeah, only yeah. literally about 10p yeah. more. Yeah, you'd be, a, you'd be amazed when you're flying with 23 kilos in your case on the nose every time how much difference that makes. But, I mean, that's the thing. I, like, I, I, I like being sensible and practical, and as much as I'll... You know, I, I have a lot of, like, I guess, ego gear at home, you know, and I have unlimited space and all of that. You know, this is essentially yeah. a fly rig. I honestly, you know, man, I am super messing with you. No, I know, know, I know. And, yeah. and I just want to, I'm translating I'm, the sarcasm to I'm the, 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 the literal YouTube. The, genuinely, the flip side of just going, even our biggest selling pedal board by an absolute yeah. country mile is the pedal train stuff. A what mile? Country mile. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they're a Scandinavian <laughs> guitar manufacturer as well. Um, lovely guys. Um, just out of Bedford, yeah. yeah. And uh, and, I, and I look at these these the boards and I just think, man, it's just like some bent metal. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> and you pay like a hundred pounds to put your pedals back, on. Back but, to the board, man. It's it's like I used to have a um, you know a, a big old pedal board case, you know, latches yep. and all that, and I'd carry it around, and it was just a pain in the ass. I mean, at the end of the day. I tour for a living. I, I, I tour all year round because yeah. I love traveling, I love seeing my mates in other countries, and I love playing live. So I want to make my life as easy as possible. Yeah. And how do I do that? I eliminate the chains in my life. A chain, for me, would be having more bags than I can carry. If I'm flying out to Luxembourg tomorrow for a hit-and-run show, yeah. You know, do I want to have to walk around going back to and from the baggage claim, put stacking stuff onto a, a trolley, or do I want to grab yeah. my guitar my suitcase and go to the gig? Yeah, you know? for sure. It's, it's eliminating the chains, and honestly, it's not necessary. I've had this shite boards incorporated pedal board set up for so long and it's been absolutely reliable. And again, it's so fun. In fact, this was on a, a DVD, you know, we were like number two billboard live music DVD, you know, PBS specials, all that stuff. And the camera pans to my shite board quickly pans away to yeah. something a lot more sensible. I looking. think, honestly, you and I, after this, we'll, we'll, we'll trademark I think we should before this and video we'll goes And we'll sell up. these. I reckon if we can get like 25 quid a board, we'll make millions out of this. But you can give Five up guitar a guitar Yeah, sure, it's fine. <laughs> so look, you've got a couple of other pedals on here. Um, yeah, we should do a little demo with the looper. I mean, obviously everyone yeah. kind of knows what the looper is. What's the spark in there for? This is this boosts the magnetic pickup signal to go into the Bose mixer. Right, so that's just is, on all the time. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. I just keep that on all the time. Um, I don't have to do that, but I like that because of the gain staging when I'm using my amp simulator, I want I want yeah. it to sound good and not have a yeah. lot of hiss in the background. And that's just that's just a gain staging thing, a little accessory there. And you've got, was that the only ball volume pedal? It is, yeah. Trust, like, I've had this since like I was, man, I don't even know when. When I first got an acoustic guitar, I bought this pedal and it's been right. super reliable. Yeah. I, I tried a few, you know, you know, you can get the mini, the mini volume pedals that take up less pedal board yes, space. You'd yeah. think I'd be all about that, right? You know, less space, great. Your foot's still the same size. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're still using the same amount of space when, you, you know, so you can't fill it with any other gear. Um, but this has just been so reliable, it plays like butter. It's great, I love it. Um, and yeah, so that's the live sound board, really. And, and, and that comes out as a wet and a dry line to front of house. Is, is this our DI box, or is this one that you'll typically use? No, they're yours, so, so the house right, so provides the DI, DI that's box, on the rider, so, yeah. exactly, yeah. Okay, cool, um, man. Uh, I, do, I do actually have these DI boxes by Orchid Electronics, I don't know if you know them. Oh, I think they're based in like Cornwall. Okay, it's just like cool. a, this dude makes these tiny, amazing quality DI boxes, yeah. and they're, uh, they're, they're great. Um, but yeah, but uh, you know, play a little mm. on the on the uh, on the loop for us. In fact, on the looper, this is, this is a really good cut point because I need the bathroom. I'm sorry, apologies about this.
there's that kind of like sound at the end there's trying to get my three month old baby to go to sleep <laughs> it's nice so what i was doing there was doing that whole swelling of the strymon so the delay was being fed in as a smear delay whilst just turning the volume knob of the looper so the loop's all still there oh no it's not i deleted it <laughs> <laughs> you know so you can have a lot of fun just be creative and I, I like the thing with pedals is you know you can always buy more pedals but there's something beautiful about limiting yourself to one or two pedals or three pedals no, just to it. fiddle with and then yeah. you can create all this kind of sonic expression like like the fading in of the distortion with the with the smear delay just then so the the, the smear delay comes on only when i play a note for a period of time so it won't do percussion the oh, delay wow. it won't delay the percussion but it'll delay the notes <laughs> Being super experimental. Well, uh, hopefully, you guys have um, learnt a little bit about going because it's not often you see somebody uh, making as much use of, of pedals and stuff with the acoustic guitar, which is very, very cool. But it does lead me nicely on to saying um, what is happening in the world of Mike Dawes and, and an electric guitar because I gather ah. that's another project. It is, yeah. So, so I'm not really known to be an electric guitar player, but um, I do I do play guitar for Justin Haywood from the Moody Blues. If you don't know who the Moody Blues are, ask your Nights mom and dad. Nights in White Satin. Nights in White stuff. Satin. Yeah, I get to play Nights, Nights in White Satin, Nights man. I get to play the flute solo by the late, great Ray Thomas um, wow. on, on, on the guitar, which is super cool. And on the support act as well. So actually, we're doing a UK tour coming up and a European tour coming up. April, May, June. Denmark, Netherlands, Germany, UK. Plug Look over. at that, plug, plug that. over. Absolutely. Don't ask me where the dates are, I only just got them <laughs> yesterday. But um, but I've started a band as well. I'm in a band now, a little pop project I put together with a guy named Spencer Sotelo from the band Periphery, who a lot of you guys might know. Amazing singer. And uh, my buddy Jukka Backlund, Jukka Backlund from Finland, who lives in Las Vegas. He was formerly of this titanic band called Sunrise Avenue in, in the sort of Germany area. And he's this epic producer, just worked with a million people. And uh, so we're a trio and uh, we started a pop rock thing and it's sounding pretty fun, man. It's sounding so fun. This is the world exclusive. I haven't told anyone about this before. So really? Anderton's exclusive, new so band, myself, Spencer and Yucca. And uh, the album will be finished this year, 2018. And uh, maybe it'll be out. Maybe we'll put a single out with it towards what, the end what of the is, year. What stylistically? Okay, what so imagine like? like there was a, an orgy between, uh, don't literally imagine this, but, or maybe we shouldn't yeah, say no, that. I orgy don't know. is a good word. Imagine there was a conglomeration of, say, Genesis, In Excess, the 1975, um, The Midnight, uh, you know, plus Robert Tepper and Top Gun soundtrack and Vince DiCola and the Rocky Four soundtrack mixed with Spencer's epic clean vocals and a lot of. Uh, Wow. Just a lot of synthesizers. There's a lot of synthesizers and, and I'm just, struggling to I'm struggling to audioly visualize basic what that Okay, what is, I'll, I'll try to break it down. Do so, that? Yeah, it's crazy. So basically synth Oralize? pop synth pop rock mixed with sort of funky in excess electric right. guitar, heavily yeah. chorused, heavily compressed strat stuff. But then there's like Steve Stevens mm. guitar solos in there with gargly right. whammy bar stuff and so it's not I get to get my shred on man for the first time in any project ever it's I get not, to get my shred. Uh, on. Gent Clanad then or it's, not, it's nothing to do with gent Damn at it. all. But Or Clanad. Or Clanad Gent. I was literally that was I Maybe. thought that was what the album was gonna be and then I, I'd have been you would have gone top of the clanad that would, yeah. top of the folk gent music in that, charts in that genre Irish we would be the number Celtic one band gent. yeah it's it like huge. I, I guess you've got to think it's nothing it won't sound anything like periphery it won't sound anything like any of the other projects we have done but it is a conglomeration of all of our own personal music tastes combined over red wine and lychee martinis in Las Vegas that's where we record this thing we go to Las Vegas every few months and, and basically just drink and write and record and it's we only went there to do three tracks and we ended up with 16. It was amazing. Super and uh, amazing. Taylor Larson is doing the production on it at the moment, along with a lot of other producers doing bits and bobs. And 
it's just going to sound killer, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, well, good luck with that, Thanks, man. man. I appreciate that. Um, look, I think this feels like it's kind of come to its sort of natural conclusion. I don't now. know how long you guys have cool. been li watching for. Probably about an hour, maybe even more. Um, so, well, I'm tuning. Yeah. Um, I just think, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's fascinating hearing you play. Thanks, man. Um, it's one thing watching you in a video. It's completely weird and different doing it when you're, you're watching when you're actually in the room. Cause you, Thanks, buddy. You just realise how... There's a lot going on. Yeah, and it's super delicate and just, you know, your understanding of layering notes and sounds over the top of each other and using percussion is, is quite remarkable to see. Thanks, Lee. going to fiddle with a funky little device That was device as political here. as it gets on Captain Meat. We, so. we can go way more political than that if we want to. Uh, we're going to play with this funky little thing. Now you've been hearing for the whole of this demo, in fact for everything other than this little excerpt here. Insert, excerpt. excerpt. Uh, you've been hearing uh, Mike plugged into his, from his acoustic into guitar pickup, into his pedals, ink. yes, straight into the uh, DI uh, and that's what you're hearing. However, what you're about to hear now, and you'll see by the, the magic of this microphone in front of Mike, that's just appeared. is this funky thing it's called so a Tonewood Amp. It's so good, man. Uh, so you Except explain what girlfriend. it does. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so this thing is freaking awesome, man. Honestly, like, genuinely, you have to have a hood up to, to use it, Do apparently. You? Okay. It's fine. But I think uh, you were just doing it in, in homage the to the clan, hooded, man. hooded man thing. <laughs> the clan? <laughs> clan ad. Clan ad, yes. Oh my good God. Well, basically, You're once get the hood that comes up, after this. You know, I'm absolutely going to get it. If you need a guitar player, and go, I'm, available. I'm available. You're probably still going. This anyway. thing is called the Tonewood Amp, and it's it's. It was made by this husband and wife in Arizona, Helene and Ofer. Hi, if you're watching. And they, I did a show in Tucson, Arizona with Justin Hayward at this beautiful theater. They came after the show and said, hey, we've got this guitar. This is stuck to the back on it. Yeah. With, stuck to the back with magnets. Play it. And I strummed one chord and was like, holy, this is insane. So what it does, it sticks to the back of your guitar. So there's a little magnetic bracing inside the guitar, which you install on. Flip the guitar around oh, so they can see. flip the guitar around, sure. Yeah. Just like this. So... So I have a little magnet brace, yeah, so cool. basically it just sticks on like that, so, super secure. So I have these little braces installed on all my guitars, super easy to install, you just reach in the sound hole, stick it on, the little adhesives, mm -hmm. adhesive magnets. And what it does is it takes the sound of your guitar, so you plug it into the through pickup, the pickup, through the pickup. Yeah. so I'm plugged into the Piezo pickup right now, the, the, the Damasio Black Angel Piezo. Black and angel. what it does, is it's, it's like an effects processor for acoustic guitar. <laughs> the, the Black Angel. Um, <laughs> You're never going to be able to say that. No, never, 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 never say Black Angel. And basically, through vibrations, it vibrates the back surface of the guitar, so reverb comes through the sound hole. It's oh, crazy. Oh, too freaky. Now, sorry, I just need to ask our sound man, Danish Pete, have we, we've killed the monitors in the room, right? So I'm, we don't need it. it's not even plugged in, is it? To no, the, yeah, yeah. We, so I can't be hearing the monitors in the room. All you're hearing is the sound coming out of the sound hole. Yeah. Spooky! It's crazy. So Super weird. What's so none happening? Of the, no pedals, nothing. No pedals. Literally just the guitar into so that microphone. Reverb is being vibrated through the guitar's back, so it's coming out of the sound hole. But it sounds like it's coming from over there or something. That's well weird. And, dude, this thing has changed my life. Every time I pick up the acoustic guitar, I turn it on and it makes me want to write. Yeah. 
But it's not just reverb. There's three different types of reverb. But there's also delays, there's Leslie speaker, there's overdrive, there's all kinds of fun stuff and you can adjust all the parameters as well. So right now I've just selected delay, I'm setting reverb to 14, I'm setting the speed to 15, feedback. You adjust all this stuff and now I've got delay coming out of the sound hole of the guitar. It's absolutely it's right. it's insane, not... it doesn't make any sense. Just to show how dry so nice. it goes, can you just literally go like strum, strum, yep. turn off, without, strum, strum, with, strum? Without, without, yeah, you want, that's the thing, that's the thing, that's the reaction. Once you play with it, you can't ever not play with it. Seriously, now it's back on. That's how an come acoustic guitar should sound. Come and sit Dude, over like, here. Let, Joss come is sit coming, over here. coming to the camera. And tell me that that sound isn't coming from like somewhere over here. Right, so this, listen, is, the, this, listen, is, the, this is the dry guitar, listen. okay? Which is obviously here, yeah. yeah. I'm just, no, all I'm doing is turning the volume of my pickup up. So this is already on, I've just turned my pickup off with a little wheel. Now it's on. <laughs> <laughs> you got chambers there. No, I mean, check it out. Da Danish Pete's no, now just, checking out the time in the room. It's not where. It is weird. It is it's very so weird. Not, the sound is okay. not coming from where the guitar is, which so, makes no sense at all. Dry guitar, right? Yeah. Turning it on. That's really weird. That's awesome. So this thing, man, has changed my life because... It just makes guitar inspiring, man. Wherever you are, whatever you're playing... You know what, dude? Try it. I should say. I know we're in dadgad right in now. In but the, oh yeah, I can't play anything in dadgad. Strum a, strum a uh, chord. You can tune it if you want. As well. I, 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 I should say, in the interest of uh, you know, just full disclosure, uh, Yamaha also do an acoustic guitar, guitar called the Transacoustic, which has something similar inside it. Uh, there is some uh, ambiguity at the moment as to quite who designed it first and quite perhaps who should get the credit for doing that, but whatever. I don't know. All I know is that if you want to buy the Tonewood one, that you can fit to any guitar. And if you want to, if you don't want to do that and you want one with it built in, you yeah. might want to have a look at Yamaha. So basically what, what, I, what I have with this, the, I'll just say, I'll add to that debate and say that the reason I love the Tonewood, or one of the reasons I love the Tonewood, is I have one Tonewood amp, but I have like five different X-braces, yeah. and I install the X-braces in all my guitars, and if I want to use it, I stick it onto any guitar. I don't have to buy five new guitars, right? Does that make sense? You only need one unit to play with any guitar. So um, that's why I dig it. Um, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, as I said, like I, I just released this new album, and the whole album was written, there's a tune on the back of it, the, the whole album was written with that on the guitar, so as a result, this album's really reverberant and, and you know atmospheric. It's it's crazy. It's sickening to listen to the guitar without the tone with amp on right now, actually. In fairness, that's kind of how Yamaha sell theirs. It's like they go right, hit, play the guitar without, and you go, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But it's, and then and they switch it on, and you're just like, no, never, yeah, never, never switch it off. Never it's all again. too good. I mean, you you're not going to hear. Me. I'm not at the mics. So. It's crazy. And that's the first thing, that's hall reverb, but we have um, room, there's plate, EQ, high cut, you know, you know, decay, all that stuff. And they're working on a, a, a new chorus, uh, which will be downloadable to it. I should just, let me jump seats. Yeah, dude. And then literally I can that's just what? sit in front of the microphone. Yeah. You're not plugged in, look at that, the beauty look of at wireless. That, the beauty of lapels. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, it's mad. I know, you can't put it down. It's, it's crazy. Check out the plate. Hold I, on. I I'm, I'm, I'm going to tinker with the settings a little I bit. I can't dude. get over how quiet this guitar is. It, well, dude, I had it designed as the electric guitar player's acoustic guitar. Yeah. That's a plate. So check out the plate. It's longer. Give it a shotgun like it so that's a nice, and if you want to go Sigur Ross, you can just crank the decay up and just let it 
feedback, and it's, it's so fun. Can I have delay? Yeah, man. What kind of tempo? Oh, like, you tap. Like that kind of thing? It's so weird. That <laughs> not, I'm so just going, yeah, it's just coming out of that speaker down there, and it's like, it's not coming no, out no. of that speaker. All these guys are just sort of going. It's a yeah, that, that's the thing. It's, am I in shot standing up, by the way? Uh, your face is in Okay, that's fine. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's, it's not just the fact that it does the effects. It's that the effects are like studio-grade effects. It's inspiring. That's the thing. You can also plug an iPad into it and play with, like, synthesizers and stuff like that. You can make it do all that stuff. I don't do that because I don't have an iPad, but... And now I'm going to turn it off. And is it which one's uh, so volume? The right the left wheel. End, the yeah. right one. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It's really weird because the you know when you play without it, the when sound you turn is it very. Up, just turn it to about halfway on the wheel because that's the gain. You have to calibrate it to the gain of your pickup, right? So I don't want to. You don't want to give it too much gain because that's how I have it set up. Oh, well, there you go. Look, I will put some um, details in the description below of the Tonewood amp. It's my best friend. And we shall jump round. Yeah, it's man. very, very, um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's spooky. It's fun, isn't it? Spooky. Like, the, um, it's just, yeah, it's an inspiration box is what I, uh, how I describe it oh, to well, myself. Anyway, you know, it's like... Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, boy! There you go. I hope you have enjoyed there uh, you have it. whiling away this last hour or so with myself and Mike. Yeah, man. It's um, been fun. It's nice to see you again. Yeah, I totally agree. And I it's like nice this to, man. I, I like this man too. And it's nice to do some acoustic stuff. It's nice to have sat uh, for an hour and not had my uh, eardrums destroyed. Uh, but it's been beautiful. That's, and, that's nice. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about my, my play. <laughs> Well, good luck with everything, man. As Thanks, I say, links in the description below to find out where uh, more about Mike's music yeah. and touring and everything like that. Lots of tours, um, lots of tabs, all the all the fun stuff. Beautiful. Well, uh, good luck with everything, man. And okay. uh, I hope your electric guitar thing come back on once the electric guitar album is out, and we'll shamelessly plug that. Definitely, too. man. That's going to be really fun. I'll play you some demos later. It's, cool. It's right. I'm going to go and do some shopping in the store because I've, I've got a little shopping list for that project. So. Awesome stuff. Right. Take it easy, guys. See you next time. <laughs> hey everybody, thanks for watching the Andertons Guitar YouTube channel. If you're a drummer or a keyboard player or interested in music technology, you might find one of our other channels interesting, and I'll put details of those in the description below. If you want to find out more about the products we've just featured, please click here. If you'd like to buy a t-shirt like this, please click here. If you want to watch another video on our guitar channel, click down here. And to subscribe to our guitar channel, click here! Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you next time. I've got to play you the Robin Hood. Oh, uh, God. Really? Yeah. Look, I'm going to put it near my lapel mic. Just a... Tell me that this isn't, like, the best music in the universe. And what I need you to learn is how to loop the chords and then play the lead solo over the top with your Jojo distortion pedal. This guy is insane. This is from 1978, which is showing if my any age. Of you know this, like minus 10 then. Oh, yeah, I was born in 89, so pr pretty much, yeah. Minus 11. Mm. Robin, the hooded man. You guys have just learned something special about Leanderton and his, oh, his so dark good. secret. Thanks for listening to our latest podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit that subscribe button. See you next time. <laughs>